All right, let us get going. Dav Chof Ches, in Ma'ir Katan, we're on the very bottom line of Chof Zayin HaMabez. We're going to go back, and we wouldn't put down the coffin of a woman in the street because of covered, because out of respect for the woman. The Gemara now is going to explain how it is respectful, in what way is the mace, this woman who passed away, gaining from this. Says the Gemara, Amri Nardai, the, they explained in our day, Lai shanu, we did not learn this halacha elachaya, only uh, referring to a woman who died in childbirth, since there's a lot of dam, there's a lot of blood, so we, she, her, for her own dignity, is not going to want to be placed down, because the longer it takes to get to the kvura, the more dam, the more blood could come out, and it could be, you know, middle of the street, noticeable to everybody. So that's why, that's why we don't put it down. But for a regular woman, we do put it down, a woman who doesn't die in childbirth. However, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar says, Even a regular woman, we don't put down uh, in the middle of, you know, to, to, to stop the Leviah, to give a hesped. Why not? Miriam died there, and she was buried there. She, she was buried as uh, near as possible to her death. Now, Miriam did not die in childbirth, and we know as well that a woman's body biologically has dam, has blood. Um, women menstruate, and therefore, whenever it comes to uh, whenever it comes to a woman, the pasuk's hinting to us, letting us know the appropriate thing to do is bring the bring the mace, bring the guf, the body to the kvura as fast as possible. Okay, Viamar Rebbe Lazar, and Rebbe Lazar says, get ready for a fun ride on today's daf. A lot of different, beautiful ideas, powerful messages in life. Viamar Rebbe Lazar, and Rebbe Lazar says, Af Miriam b'neshika mesa. If you want to know how Miriam passed away, she passed away with a kiss from the Rabbi Neshalaylam. As Yosham Shami Maisha, we know it because it says the word Sham by Miriam, and it says the word Sham by Maisha Rabbeinu. Okay, and Maisha Rabbeinu died with Misas Neshika, the most pleasant type of death possible, the kiss of the Rabban Yishlaila. So too, Miriam died that same type of death. So why, by Maisha Rabbeinu, when it says he died with the kiss of the Rabban Yishlaila, it says through the mouth of Hashem, why don't we find that same word by Miriam. Just because we don't want people's imagination to go to a wrong place, to say that the lips that Rabbi Nishalim kissed, uh, Miriam, that wouldn't be, uh, you know, that wouldn't be so appropriate. And therefore, we, uh, and therefore left it out. But the Misa was exactly the same by Maisha and by Miriam. Why is the Parsha concerning the death of Miriam next to the Parsha of the Paraduma, the red cow? That was shechted and burnt, and the ashes were mixed in with water, and it was part of the purification process of somebody who was who was tamei The message is: it says to you, just like the paraduma gives a kapara. It's it's an atonement. It, uh, it it's a mechaper for the chata egel af misos and shel tzadikim So too, the death of a tzadik is mechaper, it brings atonement. Okay, now what do you mean it brings atonement? This does not sound like something that is too tyrannic. Other religions believe that when, when uh, you have one of their, who they consider great people, yeah, the death of this person, uh, you know, takes care of all of our sins. Is that what the Gemara here is saying? That the death of a tzaddik is mechaper? No, that is, that is a, a perverted way to, uh, to view the death of somebody else, that it's mechaper for me. I'm responsible for my own actions. So what does this Gemara mean when it says that the Misa, the death of a tzaddik, is mechaper, atones for a person? 
the explanation is when we when somebody passes away, that gives us an opportunity and an excuse to learn from their lives more than we would have otherwise. And therefore, when a tzaddik passes away, how does it provide a kapara? Because it causes us to look into our own life and make a cheshben an efesh. Calculate, am I living my life according to the ideals and the standards that the Rabbani Shalom really expects of me? Am I living my life to the fullest? The same way this tzaddik lived his life to the fullest? And through that, we're going to receive a kapara. Um, Rabbi Why does the death of Aaron next to the parsha of the big day kahuna? Ma big day kahuna, just like the big day kahuna, mechaprim. They bring a kapara to Klai Yisrael through wearing it. Each garment in uh, for the Kayin Gadol brought a kapara for something different. So to the death of a tzaddik is mechaper. And the same explanation we just gave before. Beautiful. If somebody dies suddenly, this is called a sudden death. Okay, we know that. Yeah, but the chatov actually means like plucked. Okay, it's like grabbed. This was a death that came through like a grabbing of a person, completely unexpected. What if somebody died for, what if somebody was sick for a very short period of time, for one day, and then he died, and then he died. Zui Misa Dechufa, that's considered a, a Misa Dechuf, means like urgent. That was a death that was taken with urgency. It wasn't just like pulled out like a sudden death, where somebody just like stand there and then just collapses, finished. But it's still considered a sped up type of, uh, a sped up type of death. Okay. Rav Hanani ben Gamliel Leimer. Rav Hanani ben Gamliel says, Zuhi misas magefa. If somebody's sick for a very short amount of time, like one day, and then he dies, that is called death of a, death of a magefa, death of a plague. Remember it says, Ben Adam hinni like keach mimcha. Ben Adam, human beings, hinni behold, like keach mimcha, I've taken from you, es machma deinecha b'magefa, the most beloved uh, from you uh, in a plague. And it says, Vadabra l'om babayker. I spoke to the nation in the morning, and in the evening, my wife passed away. Okay, this is Yechezkel. And uh, you see that he's talking the day before about a death that's going to happen the very next day. So when a, when a death happens a day after the illness, that is called death by plague. What if somebody's sick for two days and then he dies? Zui Misa Dechuya. That is considered a misa dechuya. Okay, what does dechuya mean? It's a little pushed off, but it's still, it's still uh, not, you're not given much time. So you have a death that's sudden. You have a death that's like a given one day. And here you have a death that's you're given two days. If a person's sick for three days, that is considered ga'ara, uh, kind of like, a, um, like you're given a little bit of musr. Yeah, it's like you, you've been given a strong message, um, both to the person and to the mishpacha. To the family, arba'a nizifa. If a person's sick for four days, that is called nizifa. It is called um, nazof, which means there, there's like a claim against chamisha zui misas kal adam. A person's sick for five days or more, we're assuming over here. So then that is a more natural type of death. And we don't need to look at how the death really happen. Okay, this is very, very interesting why the Gemara needs to point this out. You'd think like, wh- wh- who cares? Like, does it, what's the, what's the nafkamina? So when I go to the base of, like I'd say, no, how fast did he die? Like, wh- what's the message over here? So 
the Gemara here, and as we go weiter, as we go further, we're going to see a very, very important message, which is when something happens, there's messages. Everything has a message. What type of message am I supposed to take in my personal life? From the fact that this person passed away after one day, after two days, after three days, after four days, so on and so forth. What's the message? Is Hashem sending me a specific message that I was near an individual who collapsed? What's, what's happening here? The Gemara is telling us everything is a message, so we're going to let you in. We're going to let you in to, to know where to start thinking the message is coming from. What's the difference between an immediate death, a death that's a, a, little, bit, you know, a little bit more delayed, up to one day? What about delayed even further, up to two days? What's the musr that Hashem's giving to each of us depends on how our Gemara is touching this up. And we're going to keep going with this. This is fascinating. Amr Rabbi Chan, Rabbi Chan says, My Kara, where do you have a Pasuk letting me know that a regular death is five days? Behold, the days are coming together to die. This is what Maish Rabbein was explaining. He says, I'm, you know, I'm 120 years old today and my days are coming close. Hain Chad, the word Hain is one. Karvu, they are coming close. Trey is two days. Yomecha, your days is Trey. Karvu, Trey is two. Yomecha is another two. Hachamisha. So you have five days total that there was kind of like a message going into Maish Rabbeinu's death. Hain Chad, Shekain, Belashayn Yavani, Kairin Laachas, Hain. Why you say uh, in Yiddish, number uh, one is Ein, yeah, Ein. In Greek, it's Hain. Okay. Meis Bechamishim Shona, listen to this Gubara, and listen because we're going to go through people who pass away at various ages, and then the Gubara is going to seem to just contradict itself. But again, the Gubara is going to list us all this to, see, to let us know what, what possible messages can be sent, and also letting us know that everything has a purpose. Nothing just happens. When people say, oh, Nebuch, they were too young to die. What does that mean, they were too young to die? Well, that means it wasn't the Rebbeinu Shalom's plan? Nobody ever came up to Shemayim and God looked at them and said, whoops, my bad. That's not the way it works. Everything has, has a plan. Here we go. If somebody dies at 50, Zuhi Misas Karis, that is a sign of Kares. Now we're going to see later that just because you die at 50 doesn't mean that you are high of Kares per se. But that could be a message of somebody that dies at age 50. Chamishu Mishlaim that dies when he's 52. That is the death of Shmuel Haramasi. Okay, what does that mean? What's that message, Shmuel Haramasi? It's letting us know sometimes people die at the age of 50 because they're not supposed to reach the next decade. And they're going to be high of Kares. But then you have people who die young because, for different reasons. The same way Shmuel died young because we need the, the kingship needed to be transferred, so on and so forth. There's other reasons that come into play as well. It doesn't always mean that one specific... Zui Shishim, somebody dies at 60. Zui Misa Bideshimayim. That is Misa Bideshimayim. Mama Marzutra. Marzutra says, how do you know that? Micro, where do you see a puzzle that if somebody passes away... By age 60, that uh, it's a sign of death by Shemayim, which certain transgressions obligate a person in the chsiv. It says, eli cover. You will go to the grave at a, um, you know, at a, um, at an older age. Bekelach, and the word kelach, older, that has the numerical value of 60. Okay. So a person's punished by the Shemayim, they go to the grave by age 60. Shivim, 70. Seva, that is a good old age. Shemayim, 
person dies at 80, at 80 years old or older. Gevurais, that symbolizes strength. We see from David HaMelech, 70 years of full life, a strong person lives 80 years. Amar Rabba, Rabba says, If a person dies in his sixth decade of life, between age 50 and 60, Zui Misas Karis, that can be symbolic of a Karis Dika death. And the reason why we didn't say that straight, we didn't say, oh, between 50 and 60, is because Shmuel died at 52, and he obviously didn't die because he was Chayv Karis. There were other reasons why he passed away. So and we didn't want to say, oh, 50 to 60 is Chayv Karis, and look, Shmuel died at 52. We didn't want to say it like that. Hence, um, we waited uh, till age 60 to mention the Karis period. All right, but now that we learned that different ages in life, different decades represent, a person's death represents a possible punishment, says the Gemara story, Rabbi Yosef, Ki Barshis, when Rabbi Yosef was 60 years old, we're now going to find sources for a birthday party, Chavr. All right? Birthday party sources. Not only from Pare. Now we have a, right, the only birthday in the party in the Torah is from Pare. So my father would tell me when I wanted a birthday party. But, but uh, you, you see from the Gemara, Yosef, but, oh, but when he was 60. Why? Rabbi Yosef, ki, ki Barshis, when Rabbi Yosef was 60 years old, he made a yomte for the whole yeshiva. Omari said, karis. Ah, I'm too old to get karis now. I know, in other words, I, I know I wasn't chayv karis. Now that I reached age 60 and karis is less than So once a person reaches age 60, so they can, they can breathe a sigh of relief, so to speak. And no, obviously I wasn't chayv karis earlier in my life. Beautiful. Omale Abaye, Abaye says, Nehi granted. You're not going to be chayv kares in this world, being cut off. But you, you, you still didn't pass over a kares of days. Yeah? Meaning, even though you made it to age 60, but remember we learned just before, there's something called a misa, a, a grabbed misa, a plucked misa. So you could still have an instant, uh, have an instant death. Okay, that's the story. She's telling him to chill out, don't get so excited, because... Uh, just because things look good right now doesn't mean they're always so great. But I think there's an important message here. What's the message? Rabbi Yosef knew this, I think. Rabbi Yosef knew there's a possibility to meet Sechatufa. Yeah, that he could, be, uh, he could be plucked away. I said, why do you make a party? But just because there's a possibility of something else going wrong doesn't mean I can't, uh, I can't be happy with what's going on right now. Right? Uh, the, uh, a, a person who's, who's a pessimist will find a problem with every solution. Right? Okay. So Rabbi Yosef had a solution. He says, oh, Baruch Hashem, age 60. He was told, ah, don't get so excited. He said, you know what? I'm still making my party. I understand, huh? But I can still celebrate reaching age 60. Rav Huna Ravuna died a sudden death. Havakatagi Rabbanon. And the Rabbanon were nervous. Tonalu Zuga Dayu. So what they did was, they, um, they, uh, somebody came, two, two people, a pair of people came from Hadayav and taught them, This fascinating. Ravuna died when he was over, when he was age 80. And so his Talmidim were nervous that the reason why he died a sudden death could have been because he's Chayev Karis. To which they were taught, no. Once a person reaches age 80... Yeah, fine. No, time came. Just because the person passed away, didn't wake up the next morning, 
doesn't mean that there's a direct that anything was wrong with Ravuna as far in in his ruchnius, and that's how they they uh, were calmed down. Omar Rabbi Rabbi says, "Chaye bnei How long a person lives, and how many children um, he has, and how much food they have. does not depend on your schusim. It's dependent on mazel. It's all up to Rabbi Nishalel. Okay? Now, obviously, if you do something that hastens death, for example, a person who smokes like a chimney, yeah, and we know that it, uh, it causes um, premature deaths, okay, so that's a person bringing it upon himself. A person who drives a car into a tree on purpose, yeah, a person who commits suicide, chas v'shalom. So, okay, you know, that's a... But everything in this world is dependent on the Rabbi Shalom, how the Rabbi Shalom uh, set everything up. How long you live... Your sons, your family, a person's sustenance, dependent on mazel. And I'll prove it to you, says Rava. And this is very important to remember Rava's name. Because Rava um, was a, um, a Talmud of Rava. And he was in Rav Chista's family. I think he was Rav Chista's son-in-law. Okay? So listen to what Rava says. He says, I know Rabbi Rav Chista very well. They were both tremendous tzaddikim. And listen here. Mar Mitzali Basi Mitra, one would daven and Ray would come. Umar Matsi Basi Mitra, other would daven and Ray would come. When they would daven, the Rabban Shalom listened. They were two big tzaddikim. Rav Chista, Choya, Tishim, Vitart, and Shnin. Rav Chista passed away in 92. Rabba, who was a big tzaddik. Choya Arvon, he passed away at age 40. Nachayev Karis. He was a big tzaddik just like Rav Chista. And I know this firsthand, says Rabba. Rav Chista was making his mishpacha made party after party. They were made. They made sixty chasnas in his lifetime between his children and descendants and Yeah, he had sixty weddings. Bei Raba, sheets and tichli, and Raba's house. They lost sixty family members. They lost children. They lost einikloch. They lost grandchildren. Big tzaddikim, both of them. Pay Rav Chista, smita l'kalbe, in the house of Rav Chista. They would feed the choicest foods to their dogs, the choicest uh, baked goods. But like this boy, and the dogs wouldn't even care for it because there was so much else that they had. Pay Rav they had a 24-hour tea room, the dogs. Yeah, the watchdogs, you know what I mean? Yeah. Pay Rav and Rabba's family, they would eat the horse's food, and, uh, and there was never enough. There was never enough. Says Rabba, let me tell you something. You could learn this Gemara, you could take the messages, it's true. But ultimately, we have to know, we're not the Rabbina Shalaylam to know why, what, how, chves. All we could do is look at this, Take a personal lesson, work on being the proper servant of Hashem we could be, give the Rabbi Shalom Nachas, and then leave the rest up to him. We don't know why. There were three things that I daven for from the Rabbi Shalom Yavuli. Two were given to me, and one was not given to me. And let me tell you what I asked for. I daven to have the Chachma of Rav Huna. 
I want to be rich. Like Rav Chista of Yavuli. I became a Chacham and I became rich. You know what you see from here? Tidabim for something. Chachma is not us. Interestingly, the first request we have in Shemayin Esrei is for Chachma, Bina, and Das. You'd think, Chachma, Bina, and Das, that's not something I ask for. That's who I am. I'm made smart. I'm made dumb. I'm made, I don't know, some people are smarter than others. It's like, it's like my nefesh. It's who I am. Every day in Shemayin Esrei, we say to ourselves, that's not true. A person could daven for Chachma. It's not me. The same way a person, uh, my money is not me. The same way... The things that we own are not us. Chachma is a gift from the Rabbi Nishalayim. Das is a gift from the Rabbi Nishalayim. Says Rabbi, daven for it. Now I was like, I can remember my Torah. Wealth? No. I daven for it. Now I was like, to be wealthy. However, you know what I also daven for? If Sanu say the Rabbi Baravuna, I daven to be humble like Rabbi Baravuna, but it wasn't given to me. Now this is fascinating. Right? First, let's explain Pashib you know why it wasn't given to them? You want to work on something? You know what the Rebbe says you work on? Your Midas, your Anivas, your Tyra, your Yer Hashemayim. I can't give you Anivas. Right? I can't give you Anivas. If I give you Anivas, that's, that's out of my control. That's out of my domain. But he, or he could say it like this. Maybe Hitaka got it. You think an Anav knows he's an Anav? If an Anav knows he's an Anav, he's probably not an Anav. It's another pshat you could say, right? Like the, the Zog from the Kotzka Rebbe. The Kotzka Rebbe will talk about the Litvak who's such an anav that he's in his house with a shtender by himself peeking through the window to make sure everybody else knows how big of an anav he is. That's anivus. That's gaiva through being an anav, right? So it's again, so for him, for him to say, I never received the anivus, that taka maybe is a sign that he received it. <laughs> right? He's like, I can't beat it. Because if you would say, oh, I got that, maybe. F sure, F sure, F sure. I don't know. Okay. Maybe. All right. Now the Gemara is going to get into till the bottom of the Amr, till the two dots. Listen to this. It's going to be amazing. Stories that people, that, that Sadiqim had with the Malachim Okay? The Malachim tried to get these Sadiqim and they, uh, they had it out with him. They hashed it out with the Malach. Here we go. Rab Sa'irim, Rab Sa'irim, that was his name. Ahu, who was he? Ahua de Rava. He was Rava's brother. Alright, so we just brought down some, uh, you know, sayings of Rava. We're going to move on to his brother. Uh, what he said in front of him. So he was Rava's brother. Havi Yosef, come to Rava, you sing in front of Rava. Chazie David, come in name. He saw Rava was dozing off. What this means is he st- his life started to slip away. Amar lay. Rava said, Tell the Malach to leave me alone. He tells his brother, Rav Sairim. Oh, by the way, the Malach is in the room. Tell him to leave me alone. Okay? Amar lay. He says, Aren't you buddies with him? Why do you want me to talk to him? Yeah, you go talk to him. Right? It's like sometimes you have uh, an elderly couple in the room. Heard Rabbi Orlovsky say this once. He was uh, giving a shir. He was talking about uh, Shabbos. He talked about Shabbos. Bring Kedush Shabbos into the house. David Orlovsky. He says, um, uh, within that topic, he was talking about, you know, elderly couples. For whatever reason, they decided to not talk to each other. 
right? So they're sitting at the table and they tell the kid, tell your mother to pass the butter. It's like, okay, my dad needs the butter. And the mother's like, I'll tell your father to get it himself. <laughs> you know, like, I don't need to pass the butter. So, so, uh, so Rava tells Rav Sairam, tell the Malachal brothers, leave me alone. So Sairam said, you're buddies with him. You go schmooze with him. I don't, <laughs> what are you including me for? I'm, at, I'm walking out of the room right now. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't, I don't want this. Okay. Omar Lehi says Rava to Rav Sairim, to his brother, Kivan de Imser Mazala, since I'm not in a good place with my mazal, Loi Eshgachbi, he's not my friend anymore. The Malachamava is not a true friend. He's only with somebody, he's a fair weather friend. He's a friend with somebody when times are good. When my times are good and he's going after everybody else, oh, Rava, psh, guy, I'll listen to you, right? I don't know what other stories they had, but I'm sure they had interactions. But right now, where he's kind of got a hand up on me, he doesn't want me. Amarlei, so he says, Litzalimar. So he says to Rava, listen, my dear beloved brother, after you pass away, now that the Malachamavas is here, please come back and tell me uh, what happened. Amarlei, and Rav Sairim says, Havalei Lameitzar Tzara. I'm sorry. Uh, 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 Limar, uh, come back to me after uh, after you pass away. Okay. So he passed away. It's Chazilei. Rabbi came back to him in a dream. Omar Leis, he says to him, Havalei Lamar Tzara, my dear beloved brother Rabbi, when you died, did it hurt? Did it hurt? Was there Tzar? Omar Lei, Rabbi says back to his brother, let me tell you something. It hurt. Ki Rivda Dechusilta. It hurt like a needle. Yeah, it felt like a, a poke on the skin. That's what, uh, that's what it felt like to me. I heard a drop. Yeah, I heard a drop. Okay. There's not much of a, uh, not much of a mice, but I've shared this many times. My, one of my uncles, when my mother was passing away, my mother was passing away, so one of her brothers said to her, Esther, you know, my, 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 my mother was not afraid of dying at all. She was totally comfortable with it. She was uh, no fear um, of, uh, of death. She was, she was totally ready. So her brother says, he says Esther, you know, uh, you know, when you go upstairs, come back to me. And she said, no, I ain't coming back. He said, why not? She said, because it's none of your business. He wants to know what's going on. She says, listen, when it's your turn, you'll come. Right now it's none of your business. I'm not coming back. So she tells him. Okay. Fine. It's, it's a deep story, by the way. It's none of your business. It's, it's, a, it's a very important message. Sometimes we get a little too caught up in our Yiddish kind of like, oh, what's going to be, eh, what is going to, what's going to look, what's gonna look like by times of Mashiach. If Hashem didn't want to tell us what in the world, it's none of my business. Just go do the right thing. It doesn't matter what it looks like up there. It doesn't matter what the world's going to be like. What's this and what's going to be? Who's going to be my Gilgul? And they, am I going to be married to my wife? Is it going to be the previous person? Just be an Evan Hashem. None of your business. For a bunch of people, don't tell me. Rav Nachman was starting to, to doze off. What does that mean? He's starting to pass away. Omar Lehi. Rav Nachman told Rav, tell the Malachim of us, leave me alone. Omar Lehi, Rav says to Rav Nachman, you're a Choshev guy, you can talk to him yourself. Omar Lehi, Rav Nachman says, man Choshev, man Sofen, man Choshev, 
who is Choshev? Man Safin, who is amazing? Man Rekia, who is, uh, who is considered, um, elevated to the Malach HaMavis. Meaning, don't tell me I'm a Choshev guy. The Malach HaMavis is here. Ain't nobody messing with him. Okay? Amar Lei, L'schazi Leymar, after you pass away, please tell me, come back and tell me what it is. L'schazi Lei, he came back and he revealed himself. Amar Lei, Rabbi says, Havalei Lemar Tzara, did death hurt? Amar Lei, Kemishchal Benisa Mechalva, when I died, it felt like a piece of hair that was floating on top of a cup of milk. You ever have a piece of hair, ever, a hair floating on top of a cup of milk? You know what you do? You have your finger... And you just touch the hair, and it comes out smooth. It just automatically just connects to your finger. He says, "Not so. Just my 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 neshama. It was just like smoothly. Didn't feel no pain, nothing. It was removed from a cup of milk." And if Hakadosh Baruch Hu were to tell me, "Zil bahu alma kados," go back. You know, you you. I'll send you back to Ilam Haza if you want. I'm not scared of dying. I want to tell you something. He says, "I'm not scared of death." But I still wouldn't come back. You know why? The nafish biatusa, the fright of the malach is a fright. Death itself doesn't hurt, he says. But seeing the malach before you die, which Chazal teaches happens until this day when it comes a person's time to go up to Shemayim, they notice the malach coming to get them. Just a moment before they pass away. That fright, he says, is not worth it for me. But the actual death, nah, didn't hurt. Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Kachel, Chumar, Rabbi Lazar, sitting and eating Chumas, Chazilei, and the Malachim Abbas came. Amarle, Rabbi Lazar says to the Malachim Abbas, you're coming to get me? Get out of here. Chumar, Kachel, I'm eating Chumar, Valav Kaidish Shikri. It's called Kaidish. Let me tell you something. If I kick the bucket, there's going to be Tumar on the Chumar. You can't ruin the Chumar. That's not nice of you. Chofalei Shaita. And he, he lived because of that. Malachim Abbas listened to him. The time passed. What does it mean the time passed? You hear this? End the story. It says, he told the Machabavish, don't do it, you're going to ruin the truma. And then the time passed. What do you see from here? Something so poignant. When a person passes away, it's at a specific time. There's times where a person's meant to pass on. And once that time is gone, the Machabavish has no shlita. He might come back at a different time. But he didn't just wait for him to finish the truma and be like, okay, yeah, I'll wait 30 seconds. It's not what he says. The time passed, gone. Right? And let's get into this. It's very simple. We're going to get into some, uh, some uh, beautiful ideas about this. Uh, the time, the place, everything has a reason. Everything has a rhyme. Rav Sheshesh Sheshes was out in the marketplace. He saw the Malach he, he, he knew what was about to go down. He's like, hey, vey, I see the Malach HaMavas. Omar Leis, Rav Sheshes said, no, no, no. Malach you ain't taking me here. Bishuka Kibahima. Animals die in the marketplace. Animals are sold in the marketplace. I'm going to die in the Shuk? Can't do that. Esau Lagabe, he said, come to my house. You want to kill me? Go to my house. He came home with him and he passed away. But... but, but <laughs> <laughs> but not in, uh, not in my place. This reminds me of a family story. I'm saying a lot of... Uh, uh, one of the reasons why my mother was not... Uh, I'm assuming one of the reasons is she didn't tell me this directly. She wasn't afraid of death. Is because her father, who I'm named after, Rabbi Nachem Mendel Per, he passed away on Yom Kippur. Um, when he was a young man. Um, actually, he wasn't, he wasn't that young. I'm not sure how many years it was before he passed away. But 
he was younger, and he was very, very sick, and he started slipping away. This is what he told his children. He started dying, and he saw himself leaving, uh, leaving the hospital room, and going up, there was a very bright light, and he saw from the distance his parents and grandparents coming to greet him. And it felt amazing. It felt amazing. And he, was, he started walking towards them and reaching out to them. And suddenly he kept being pulled, he started being pulled further away from them, further back. And then he came to in the hospital room. And what happened was, and this, this the family saw, but there, he was slipping away. And there was a, uh, there was a wonderful African-American nurse that was taking care of him. And when she saw what was happening to him, she started slapping him up. She told him, you ain't going out of my shift. Yeah, you're not going out of my shift. And he came, and he came back to, she brought him back. Whatever she was able to do, she brought him back. And afterwards, he was upset initially cause, cause, b- because he saw Misa, he told his children. But ever since then, he told his children, he said, I've been there. There's nothing ever to be afraid of. There's nothing to be afraid of. You know, whenever the time comes, whenever it's time for the cup, that's what it is. We're moving on to a different room. It's a, it's a beautiful room. We have a chiv in this world, as we're going to see at the end of the Masechta tomorrow, Mertz Hashem. We're going to see some fascinating things, even though it's a short daf. But there's an obligation to utilize, make the most of our, of our time in this world to be productive. The loss of leaving this world is we can't be productive anymore. So we want to be alive. We want to be yeah, but But the, the Misa, as long as we utilize our time appropriately, not anything to be afraid of. All right, let's go. Vaiter. But if she's saying, listen, don't take me out in the marketplace. <laughs> I don't want to go there. Fine. Ravashi is Chazal Ebushukah. Ravashi saw the Malacham in the marketplace. Amar Lehi, Esachli Tlossiyam. He says to the Malacham listen, no, 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 don't take me now. I'm going to make a deal with you. I need a month. Give me 30 days. You know why I need 30 days before I die? Listen to this. I got a Chazal. I got to review all my learning. You got to give me some time. The Isrimu, uh, the, the Omrisu, because in Shemayim they say, Ashrei Misha Balakam Bitamuda Biyadai. How praiseworthy and fortunate is somebody who shows up to Shemayim with Taira, with Dafyaimi, with Chumash, Mishnah, Halacha in our hands. When we show up to Shemayim with our big suitcases of, of Dafin of Gemara, right? He says, I, I got, You got to give me 30 days, you got to give me a month. Give me some time. Cramming for his finals. Biyahim Tlosin on the 30th day, also the Malachim Mavis came back. Amarle Ravashi says, My Kuli Hai, what are you, a Yaki? Come on. Come on, you gotta show up on time. Make this like a Svarta Shechasana. Yeah, start late. You give me another, you gotta show up like Mamish. You know what I mean? Like, take your time over here. What's the rush? So t- listen to what the Malachim Abbas tells Ravashi. He says, I'm in a rush. You know why? Because the longer you're alive, you are, re- you are, ru- you are pushing the foot of Barnosan. The and the kingship of one person cannot touch its friend, even the size of a hair. What a beautiful message the Malachim Abbas is, is telling Ravashi. What are you saying? Ravashi, I know you want to keep living, but listen here. There's a world that needs to move on. 
you can't, if, as long as you're alive, you're holding your position. Barnasan is supposed to be the ruler of Shishiva. So you can't live. This is a very beautiful and deep idea. HaKadosh Baruch Hu made the world that there's constant motion and that people should move on from this world to the next world, not only to receive their reward, but because other people in this world also need to be able to fill those positions. you got to make room for people. If, if, if everything is top-heavy, people can't, can't develop themselves into being the best. And he says, the Ravashi, I can't, I can't give you more time. It's poshit, not fair to Barnasan. It's not fair to the world. It's a fabulous idea. Rav Chista, loy havi yochile. Rav Chista, loy havi yochile. The Malacham of us couldn't get Rav Chista. Couldn't get him. Why? Because the loy havi shosik pume migirsa. His mouth never stopped learning Torah. And as long as someone's learning Torah, Malacham Mavis has no control. So his time came, but he's busy the whole day. His lips is moving, 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 learning Torah. Solik Barza de Beirav. So the Malacham Mavis went and sat by a cedar tree near the yeshiva. Poka Arza Vishosak. And he broke the cedar tree and made a huge crack. Rochista stopped learning. That moment the Malacham Mavis grabbed him and uh, he, was able to, he was able to get him. Okay. Also, the Malachim was not able to get close to him. Yumachad one day, he dressed up as an Ani. The Malachim had to go, uh, you know, the, what's it, three little piggies and the big bad wolf had to dress up like the bubby. Yeah? He dressed up like an Ani. He has to trick Ravchia. Also, Taref Ababa, he went up to Ravchia's house. And he went to his door, Amar Lehi, he says, Apikli Rifta, please bring me some bread. Apikli, so they brought him bread. Amar Lehi, so Malcham Abba says, Rebchia, Valav Kamarachim Marayanya. Yeah, you have, you have, you have Rachmanus. Yeah, look, look. Yeah, he, I can't, he's saying, I can't get you, but don't, have mercy. Ahu Gavra, Maile Kamarachim Mar. Then he revealed himself, he said, I'm the Malcham I can't get you, you gotta let me do my job, it's not fair. It's not fair. You have Rachmanus on and on it. You can't have Rachmanus. You can't have, you can't have, come on, Malachim be nice to me. He revealed himself and he showed him a, a pillar of fire. Okay, so Rav Chia would, would um, trust him. Says Rashi, Rav Chia would trust that he's really Malachim Avas. And Rav Chia agreed. Rav Chia agreed to go. Out of Chesed to the Malachim Period. Yeah? Kindness to Malachim Avas. Says Beseder. Yeah, it is, mamish, mamish, mamish. There's you could you could sit on this amud forever. There's so much to learn about conduct, about midos, about life on this amud. It's mamish precious. All right, here we go. Ta- let's now turn to the top of Chavches amud base. Says the Gemara. Says the Mishnah. I'm sorry. Women on Cholamayin. They do inoy. The Gemara is going to explain what this is. Okay, we're going to explain that. Avolay mitakplechs. Even though they, they women um, uh, give eulogies with inoy, they don't clap. Their, they, they don't clap. Okay, fine. Rabbi Shmuel, now we, we know clapping to be happy, right? But we also know that in times of grief, people, you know, 
people like express with the banging of the hands. That's what we're referring to. Anybody who's close to the coffin is permitted to even clap their hands. You're allowed to both do inoy and metapchais and clap. But we don't do any sorts of kinnas. Like we say on, on Tishabav, right? For the loss of the Shechina and the Beis HaMikdash. We don't do, go to that extent. Even on Rishchidosh Hanukkah and Purim. Nikbar However, once the burial happens, then everything needs to stop. The only time you're allowed to do these things is when the mace is in front of you, so you have extreme levels of grief. But once the kavur is done, and now we're in the time of, of um, Shiva, we're sitting Shiva, you're not allowed to do even Inoi and, um, inoy and uh, Matpechais. Okay. Says the Mishnah, what is Inoi? Ezehu Inoi. Please explain to me what Inoi is. Says the Gemara, Shekula... Um, Shakulan Ainais, everybody responds Ka'achas at once. Okay, what does that mean? It's kind of like a kumzitz, lahavdil. Not that they're singing, but everybody's speaking together. Oh, yeah, everybody's doing it together at the same time. Kina is Sha'achas Medaberes, one person says a phrase, Vikulan Ainais Acharel. And everybody else around. She says, Oh, give out. And everybody says, Oh, give out. What a loss. What a loss. Okay. So either you do it all together or after each other. Shanamar, um, as it says, You should teach your daughters uh, uh, how to be sad. And a, uh, and a woman and her friend. Have kinnas, so you see that it's it's uh, one after the other. But about the times of Mashiach, it says Bila Hamavas Lanetzach. This pasuk we know to say it at, 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 at you know in the time of grief. Bila Hamavas Lanetzach, death will be gone, will be swallowed up forever. Umalcha Hashem Lekim Dimon Akadosh Baruch Hu will erase all sorts of tears. May I'll call upon him the Gaimer. From every face. Okay? So, in the times of Mashiach, all this grief is going to be gone. Okay, says the Gemara. Mayamaran, what did they say? What did these women say to make people grieve and cry? Amarav, vaila azlo, vaila chavilo. Okay? We are crying over the, over the trip. And also the chavila, also the loss. Now, what does it mean chavila? So these are just expressions saying that whatever we have now is never going to happen again. All right, we're going to the gravesite with our friend who passed away, and she ain't coming back with us. It's not going to come back. Um, you know, so those types of things, just expressing their personal loss. Weiter. Let's go. We're now on the first wide line, uh, middle wide line. Amar Rav Rav says, the she women, the Cheshintzav, from the city of Shechintzav, Amran Hachi, they would say at their Levayas, Vaila Azla, Vaila Chavila. Same thing. Vaila Azla, Vaila Chavila. And Rav says, the she, the Shechintzav, Amaran, the women of Shechintzav would say, good garma uh, mikava, cut a a garma cut a bone from a tooth. The nimte maya bring water le antiche to the teapot. 
Okay, bring it to the teapot. What's it talking about over here? Um, it's basically saying that whatever is going is not coming back. It's backwards of how nature works, right? You don't bring water to the teapot. You take the teapot to the water. You take the tooth out of the bone, right? They're saying everything's backwards over here. Viyamarava, and that's how they would mourn. Like, oh, this is so frustrating. Viyamarava, and Rava says, and the, the women of Shechintzav, apparently they were the ones who knew how to... Uh, Give hespedim, you know they would say, "Otuf uh, cover your otuf uh, wrap yourself the chasu and cover ture de bar rame ubar ravreve cover uh, cover uh, the mountains should wrap themselves and cover up because this person was very chashuv viamarava and rava says neshid shchintzav amar the women of shchintzav would say sheol itzla demelasa." Lebar Chayrin, the 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 coffin is uh, represents something chashuv to a bar Chayrin, a person who's not chained down. The shlimu zevade, because he's now lost his suitcases. Okay, he's lost the suitcases. Whatever he uh, whatever he had in this world is gone. You you can't take anything with you. Viamarava. And Rava says, sorry, jumped the line. Viyama Rava, the shade of Shkintzav Amar, the women of Shkintzav would say, Rahit v'nafil, he runs and he falls down, Ama'abra v'zuvsa yolif. He runs and he falls down um, and he borrows at the borders. Okay, borrows at the borders. What does that mean? So he was busy running after... Uh, Running after money his whole life. And now, what happens is, he takes nothing with him. Yeah, this guy earned millions and millions and millions. And what's he left with? Some uh, takrichim. That's all he's left with. Like the famous story of Reichman, right? He couldn't even take his socks. Viyama Rava. And Rava says, Neshid of Amar. And the women of would say something else. They would to, to give us a wake-up call. And they would say, Achana Tagare, Achana are brothers, Tagare, a Tagar is a, um, a um, uh, like a uh, salesman, Azavzegei mi Badku. They will be checked out in their, in their dwelling places. Okay, again, uh, a particular message where letting people know who are left behind, they better be honest, because as we move on to the next world, there's going to be a total accounting of everything. The women would say, Maisa, death, ki Maisa, is like a different death, umaarin chibulaya. And when people have tsar, when people have pain, it is, it's like Kaddish Baruch Hu taking a little bit extra. Okay, letting us know that ultimately we're all going back to the Rabbanish Leilam. And as we say, uh, we say this in Maidim, we say, we say, Takadish Baruch Hu, thank you so much. Thank you so much for our lives that are deposited. So it's kind of like a loan. Our Neshamas down here in this world is mamish like, it's a loan. It's not us, we don't own ourselves. We all belong to the Rebbein Shalom. So they're, again, giving a very important and clear reminder 
So you see something here, you see, you see from all these ideas, something very important, and that is the way to eulogize a person and to get people to, to notice the loss is actually to mention the loss, but also point out to the people, you can grow from this experience. Let this be a merit to the one who passed on by you realizing why you're in this world and the importance of using your time wisely, honestly, connecting to the Rabbani Shlomo. Tanya, we learned in Rabbi Yisrael, Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir says, Toiv lelechaz of a gaimer, better go to the base of than to the house of a party. Ad v'hachai yitein asliboi, alibai, a living person, yitein asliboi, should take it to heart. What does it mean? Dvarim shomisa. When a person's alive, it's worthwhile to keep in the back of our minds, not too far back, that there's a yaima misa, there's a time of death, to think about it. The yispeid yispedunei, if a person is willing to give a hespit on somebody else, that person will be zaycha, that others will give a hespit on him. Okay? The yikvar, a person who makes it his business to make sure people get buried, yikbarune, you'll be zaycha to have a burial. It's midah The yitan, a person who's willing to carry the mace, same thing, yitanune. The yedal, a person... Um, who lifts up, uh, you know, goes out of his way for the mace, either by picking up the mace, by crying over the mace, okay, steps up to the plate. Yedlune, other people step up for him. And some say, if you, don't, uh, if you don't do it, then they will do it for you. It's better that it should be said for you that uh, one, should, uh, one should come up. Okay? Tan Rabban the rabbis learned, and that's why they're rabbis. Kishemesu Banu Shabbi Shmuel when the sons of Rabbi Shmuel died, Nicholas who are brothers came to Menachemai. Two Choshva elders came to be Menachemavol again. Rabbi Shmuel lost a few sons, so they came to Menachemavol. Rabbi Shmuel, who were these four Zakenim? Rabbi Tarfin, Rabbi Yisiak Lili, Rabbi Loz Ben Azayi, and Rabbi Akiva. Wow! All right, so everybody stopped. Yeah, you imagine these four, <laughs> four tzaddikim. These four <laughs> pillars of Tyra come to Menachem Avol. Reb Tarfin, Reb Yisak Lili, Reb Loz Manazari, Reb Kiva. Omer Lam Reb Tarfin. Reb Tarfin said, You should know that Reb Shmuel is a tremendous chacham and a baki and a gadol sal yikani sechem yikam letech devrei chaveroi. Make sure that anything that's shared should be different. Okay? Meaning, he's saying, listen, there's a lot of there's a lot of words of Tyra where people come in and they say the same, what we'll call, vertlech. You hear the same constant thing over and over. He says, he's warning his chaverim, he says, listen, Bishmal knows everything. Yeah? So it's incumbent upon us, it's worth it for us to make sure that we each say something different. You know, this way Rabbi Shmuel will get more comfort by hearing more, more important words. Okay. Omar Rabbi Kiva. So Rabbi Kiva says, Vani Achrim. Beseder, it's a good idea. I'll be last. I'll be last, meaning I'll hear what everybody else says, and I, I always have good stuff to come up with. Yeah, I've got a good uh, Rolodex of Vertlach uh, for situations like this. Posach, which by the way, Rabbi Kiva himself didn't have a Poshet life, right? So Posach, Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel started, and he said, now we know the one sitting Shiva has to start. So he says, Rabu I have a lot of Averis. Tachfu avalov, and I therefore Hakadosh Baruch Hu is bringing a lot of grief to me, a lot of avilus, a lot of mourning. 
Hitriach Rabbaisov Pamri Shainu Shnir. And I feel so bad that because I'm not Zaycha and I'm losing my children, <coughs> that all you Rabbanim have to be Matriach to come be Menachemov on me. You know, uh, uh, more than once. Nan Reb Tarfan Vamar. So now the Rebbe Shmuel started talking, so the Chum were allowed to talk. There's Allah. You go to Beis Avil, you don't go there to talk. You go there to sit and just listen. If the person wants you to talk, he wants you to talk, right? Rabbi Shmuel opened up the conversation. So says Reb Tarfan. And your brothers, Kal Yisrael, will daven for the burning, will daven for the loss. Yeah, after Aaron lost his children, Gans Kal Yisrael cried with him. Don't we have a Kal here? Did one mitzvah? They brought the blood to him. Your children did many, 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 many mitzvahs. If Gans Kal Yisrael died over Aaron's children, how much more so should everybody be crying over your children? That's how Reb Tarfin began his words of comfort. Nana Reb Yisak Lili Vamar, son of Reb Yisak Lili, stepped up to the plate and he said, "V'shavtu like Klal Yisrael v'karbu Yisai." All of Klal Yisrael gave us paid him and they buried him. V'loy dvarim kal v'chaymer uma via ben Yeravim shloyasel adav rachatoyv. Just like via the son of Yeravim, he wasn't a good dude. He only did one good thing. Dixiv beyan nimsa by davar toyv. You can find one good thing. Kach, he still got a lot of kavod. Banov shrebi shmuel lachis gam bekavu. Your children, psh, how much more so do we have to keep giving them covered? My Dover Taiv, what taka was the good thing that Avia did? That he left his Mishmar and he went up to be Ayla Regal. He allowed, uh, he, he originally he was put in place to be one of the people to prevent others from being Ayla Regal. He himself was Ayla Regal. He completely removed those guards. Right? When he, when he got positioned, so he made sure that everything that Yeravim did to stop, stop people from being Ayla Regal, they were able to be Ayla Regal again. Okay, fine. That was the good thing he did. But those were the two statements so far. Then came Rabbi Lazar ben Remember, Rabbi Kivas were waiting, he's waiting till last. So the third one was Rabbi Lazar ben Zayar. Then spoke... And he said, Nana literally means to respond. Okay, but he spoke and he said, B'shalayim Thomas, with shalom, with peace, you should die. And with that which was burnt out of your fathers, Hamalachim, or Yishayim, the earlier kings, that were before you, Cain, Yisrefulach, so they will be burning for you. He only did... Uh, he only did one mitzvah. Okay. Now, what do you mean one mitzvah? Tzirkiyo is a big tzaddik, but he did one particular mitzvah of Shehela Yirmiya ben Atit. He picked up Yirmiya from the tit. Yirmiya was left to die in the pit and he pulled him out and because of this, he was, he, he was zaycheh to a very chosh of a burial. Kach, so too, Banov They did so, so much. How much more so are they, they zaycheh to a chosh of a burial? Now it's Rabbi Kiva's turn. He's going to offer the fourth words of, of, um, of uh, being menachim, of comfort. And he says, On that day, the day of Mashiach, there's going to be a, a big hesp in Yerushalayim, like the hesp of Hadadrimain in the valley of Megidoin. Okay.
What's going on here? We'll get back to this. And this is so classic, Rabbi Akiva, it's beautiful. Vyomar Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef says, one second, before we explain why Rabbi Akiva said there's going to be a big hesped on that day. If not for Targum of this Pasuk, I wouldn't know what this Pasuk of Bayaimahu, Yigdala Mispe Bishlaim, didn't know what it meant. On that day, there's going to be a big hesped in Yerushalayim. When Mashiach comes, Kemisbeda, the Acha ben Arami, the Kotl Yossi, Adrim, and Tarvimain, Kemisbeda, Yeshio ben Amin, the Kotl Yossi, Pari, Hagir, Bikas, Megidai. So now I have that. Um, that uh, it's referring to Adadrima in the valley of Megiddo and to teach me that it was referring to the Hespid of Yeshio. Okay, but getting back to Rabbi Akiva, says Rabbi Akiva, who only did one good thing. Achav stood up. Okay, Achav stood up and uh, uh, and he was Maida, he admitted to the truth after Leo gave him, gave him Musr. And he was sitting up on his chariot in front of Aram with, with spears in him. So, and and he, he got covered after he passed away. The children of Rabbi Shmuel, how much more so? Why is it classic Rabbi Kiva? Rabbi Kiva's talking about, you know what Rabbi Kiva's thinking about? The times of Mashiach. He'd be a big husband. He's, you know, he's, he's letting him know, like we say, we're going to come back, and so is your son. Same way we believe in the building of the base of Miklash, we believe there's going to be a time where we're going to be reunited with the loss, with with, with the with the loved one that we just lost. It says about Tzirkiyo, B'Sholoim Thomas. He died in Sholoim. Uksiv, but it also says, any Tzirkiyo either. That his eyes were blind. Okay, he, he his, his eyes were blind. So um, Tzirkiyo was was uh, captured. So how do you know that he had the proper burial? Nebuchadnezzar died uh, in his days. So until Nebuchadnezzar passed away, you're right. Tzirkiyo was uh, Tzirkiyo was a captive. But after Nebuchadnezzar died, Tzirkiyo was freed, and then he was let out, and and uh, he actually had a proper honorable kvura. Therefore, I will gather you into your forefathers, referring to death. And you will be gathered into your kever, into your grave. B'shalim in peace. And it says, um, uh, they, they, they shot at Yeshio. That the mamish had so many arrows that it mamish like a sieve. Okay? What does it mean? You'll be gathered in the Beis Hamikdash, even though he that the, you know, even though Taka he was killed, but the Beis Hamikdash was not destroyed in his lifetime. Okay, says the Gemara. A person is not allowed to give words of comfort until the Ovel starts the conversation, starts talking first. He opens his mouth first. And as it says. Afterwards, then Pesach is pure. Afterwards, you have opened his mouth. And afterwards, then Aliva Zatimani spoke up. When you go to Beis Avel, practically, you go to Beis Avel, don't sit down and say, how old? What happened? I feel, you sit down, sit there. Let the mourner open up. I'm Rabbi Avo. Rabbi Avo says, How do you know when Avel leans his head? Shanamar, as it says, 
says, Evchar Darkam Evchar Darkam, I will choose their way and sit at the head, and I will dwell like a king, Bagadoid, in his army, Kasher Avelim the same way a mourner, give, uh, somebody goes and comforts the mourners. Yenachim Achrinim, Yenachim means that the mourner is the one giving comfort. Says the Gemara, no, Amr Rachmar Yitzchak, Yenachim Ksiv, he will, um, the, the mourner is going to be comforted, not that the mourner is the one giving comfort. The comfort's coming from those outside, and we'll end with this for today. Marzutra Amr Mehacha, Marzutra. Um, Marzucha has another proof that the mourner should re- uh, lean his head a little bit. Um, it says, I'm sorry, it says, Vesar Mirzach Seruchim, that too much mourning is going to come for a person. Mirzach Nasasar Lesruchim, that the mourner kind of becomes the officer of the ones who are coming to try to comfort him. Okay, so therefore, it's, it's, uh, it's proper that when people come to comfort the mourner, he should be he, he should be sitting in like the prime real estate of the room in the prime place, his head leaning like a little bit like he's the one controlling the conversation. Sometimes you mamish walk into a base oval, and I've seen this. The oval sitting there, and people are just having conversations, like completely like ignoring him. Like uh, we're we're here to catch up. I haven't seen you in ten years. That's inappropriate. The mourner is the one who's sitting there, leaning, running, uh, running the room. That is how, uh, that's how it should be done. We'll hold it here for today. We're up to Omar Rami Barchama Barchanina. And Bez Hashem, we will pick up from here tomorrow, same time. Bez Hashem, to finish our Heiliga Perak and our Heiliga Masechta. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, everybody.